Okay, here we go. The Planet Maggie Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio dial. The Planet Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. Podlowski on the faceoff with Doug Smith. And there is Steve Smith on defense. And here goes Byers and Cochran. Byers and Cochran, who's going to start out at the bat. Cochran has tried three or four rights at Byers and blocked already. Here, oh, he got him with a dandy uppercut. Oh, a Mike Tyson in there. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. God, that reminds me of when I played in the NHL and I beat the shit out of Lyndon Byers that time. <laughs> that was amazing. He still talks about that. I think I surprised him a little because I'm not that big. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What was that on the Sega Genesis, NHL 93, NHL 94? Sega Genesis? Genesis? What is that? Video game system. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Sega Genitals. Well. Hey, we have the best show ever, first of all. We're going to talk to Lyndon Byers because people have been wondering and asking me all the time when I run into people, what happened to LB? Where is he? And how is LB? And I bet he's got some opinions about the Big Bad Bruins. Well, we're going to find out. Yeah. And we're going to talk to uh, uh, number 34. I think he had number 33 for a while, too. Uh, LB will join us in a few moments, but first, let me tell you who we're sponsored by. It's a great operation. Yep. It's called Pro Automotive of Webster and Dudley, and uh, their website is ProAutomotiveMA.com. These are the finest group of mechanics in all of New England. I, I can say that, and uh, you can't prove me wrong because I know I'm right. Okay. Okay? Hmm. Ben Kitchen is here, by the way. Let me introduce this, the, uh, the crew. Hi. Bill Smith right over there. Hello. And I'm Siegfried Folly, your host of the... Hey, let's, you know what? As a matter of fact, your car problem, did you iron it out? Mm, yeah. I've still got some problems there. Let's call Jason Russo. He's the head guy. He's the, the owner, operator, founder of... You You got his number over there. I know you do. Of, uh, of Pro Automotive. And ask him. It's be like a little, bit, a little episode, a mini episode of Car Talk. You know those two guys that used to be on P- PBS? Was it what, GPR? Click and What's clack. It? I remember click, click and clack. Okay, hold on. The car guys. I hope this the is car guys. The car guys. They were great. The car guys click and clack have nothing on us. Okay. Hello. The, hey, is this Jason? It is. Mikey Adams live on the podcast with Bill Smith and Ben Kitchen. We were just talking about the car guys, and I think that we could do a better show. Than the car guys, don't you think? <laughs> I, th- I think we can. Yeah. Did you did you used to listen to that? Did you ever learn anything from that, or did you teach them? I, I may have taught them a few things, but no, no, I never really listened to them. <laughs> click and clack. I'm, not, I'm trying to figure out which one was my favorite. Was the, it click the, or clack? They call them the Tappet Brothers. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, I, was click the funny one or was clack? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. They had a sister named Cluck, and they dropped her from the show because she was so boring. So originally it was click, clack, and cluck. But we got a real mechanic. I mean, we got a master mechanic on the phone here. Jason, how's business? Busy, busy, as usual. Yeah, crazy. You got back from a nice vacation in Florida, and you're all back rocking and rolling again? Came back with a tan and ready to go. Hey, I got a question even before we begin. (laughs) Go ahead. Ask Jason. Jason, in the line of work that you do, what's the most uh, common thing people bring their cars in for? The most common thing is oil change. That's it. Yeah, yep. lube job. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I mean that that because you, you're supposed to do that every at least by five thousand miles usually, right? That's it. Yeah, three thousand. They push it a little at the dealership. They say, "Oh, you three thousand every three. It doesn't need to be three. I've heard from people like you who know what they're talking about. Five is fine. 
Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. Are there any other like urban legends or not urban legends, myths about car maintenance that you know we should know that should be dispelled? Myths. So a lot a lot of a lot of auto manufacturers now are saying lifetime fluids. Yeah. I, I, I don't believe in that. Well, it's always been no, nothing is lifetime. It's always been a way of life for me. Oh, oh that's lifetime. Yeah, it was different. <laughs> um, so now, Ben had an issue, and he had it fixed, and I, I don't think he was – he's not going to mention the name of the person who fixed it, but he's going to tell us why he was dissatisfied. All right, well, okay. first, um, should a – this isn't like an overall car maintenance thing. This is real quick. Should a detailing ever take 12 hours, and <laughs> when you're done with it, <laughs> should your battery be actually working? <laughs> yes, it should. Oh my God! All right, that really happened to you. That is what happened during a detailing. A detailing. Don't tell me. First they... of all, guy started at eight in the morning, and I was like, "All right, whatever, cool. Leave the car out in the driveway. He gets to work, and uh, I'm working inside. Meanwhile, I'm thinking, all right, he'll probably be done by like eleven or twelve when yeah. you know I can take a break from work and go whatever, do what I need to do. Nope, he's still working. No, Ben. Uh, all right, he'll probably be done by like two, three o'clock. Oh, no, he's still working. All right, I, I got to get the car. It's four o'clock. Don't I have ever to go, go there again. To yeah. Mikey's. No, this is at my house. Oh my God! No, this is at my house while it's going on. Four o'clock comes. I need to come here to go to Mikey's show. Nope, he's not done. He hasn't even started the outside. He doesn't finish till eight o'clock at night. So once again, when Ben I go was a no show for the podcast go, because go into the car, if, the on. battery was dead. If it took twelve hours yeah. to get the car detailed, <laughs> when's the next time you're going to be driving that Lamborghini over here to the, yeah, the podcast? Right. Sure. Yeah. Here what now. was being detailed is the question. Yeah, the entire car. <laughs> Probably the guy that was supposed to do the detailing, he's doing his own car first. Uh, well, Jason doesn't, you don't do detailing, but you do engine repair. You do. Uh, no, you, but I do have another problem. Now, I have a question that has to do because I drive this, uh, my, my gray Grand Marquis, which I call Ed Marquis. Because you know he matches up with our white-haired senator who doesn't do shit. Anyway, Ed Mar my Ed Markey has 140,000 miles on it now, and here's what happened: it was kind of weird. And I think I solved this. I mean, this is how smart I am. I figured this out. I'm driving on the highway. All of a sudden, it's like drifting. You know, it's like when it feels like when it's really windy, you get pushed back and forth mm. in the lane. And I'm thinking, what's wrong with this car? When I got home, I looked. The two rear tires were like not flat, but really, really low, Jason. So. I went to the place, you know, where they charge you a dollar fifty for two minutes worth of air, <laughs> and I pumped them back up, and it, and the problem disappeared. Can something like that cause that kind? I mean, I was on a highway swaying back and forth like a fat dancer. Absolutely, definitely. You got to make sure you keep those uh, tires maintained at the proper pressures. And that also probably uh, affects the wear and tear on the actual tire itself. You know, when you run them like that, huh? Oh, absolutely. Low tire, low tire pressures, they'll wear on the outside edges quicker. Yeah. And too much pressure, they'll wear in the center quicker. Yeah. Jason, when you were a kid, what yeah. was it that drew you to uh, to the uh, to the world of automotive? That's a great question. Um, I, just, I was just always very mechanically inclined. I, I loved taking things apart and putting them together, and it started with cars. How about that? And how old were you when you started? When, when you first worked on your first engine, how old were you? First engine. Oh my god! Yeah, I was like yeah. eight years old. <laughs> it, was a, it was in a go kart. Seriously, <laughs> a lot of people with that mechanical inclinations like that have have, have designed and, and made their own mini bikes out of lawnmower engines. Did you ever do that? I did that actually. <laughs> I, I figured I put a lawnmower engine on a scooter. <laughs> 
Well, Jason Russo is <laughs> so, the uh, owner operator. Hold on, and we got another one. Oh, okay, he's got another one, Jason. Hold on. Well, maybe he's maybe he's going to dinner. You don't know. Well, then he'll have to wait another minute to answer the next <laughs> oh. two or three I got questions. All um, <laughs> unfortunately for me, the the closest place I can go to is, is a dealership, which absolutely blows, and I can't really trust them. Um, how, last time I went, they said um, I have a leak in my muffler. And it was going to cost me like $1,300 for the part and another like $700 for, um, uh, you know, maintenance, install, whatever it is. How much bullshit is that? Uh, was, was this on that Lamborghini you had detailed? Or? No, it is a, it's a Ford Explorer. It's nothing special. You know, yeah, no, no. It's something wrong. Uh, you know what I learned the hard, the hard way through lifetime's experience is you've got to find somebody good that you trust that you know is not not out to mess with you or try to make more extra money on you who's somebody who's a square business guy like Jason Russo and the folks at Pro Automotive ProAutomotiveMA.com. How's that for sliding in a quick commercial? Ooh, that was pretty good, Mike. Yep, you, you're like a professional. Now, but let's let let's let the the pro who runs the place give us his exact addresses of his three locations so that our listeners can share in the fine experiences we've had. Three wonderful locations. One located at six twenty six South Main Street in Webster. The other one is at eight Englewood Street in Webster, and our original location is at one ninety nine Oxford Ave in Dudley, Massachusetts. I love I love the name Dudley. I, I actually like the show Webster too, but uh, this, the, the Dudley Do Right thing. I've done. I'm the only guy that does Dudley Do Right impersonations. Does anybody know what he sounds like? You guys? Oh, oh God. I'm Dudley Do Right of the Mounties. I'm going to marry Nell Fenwick. Does that sound like him? <laughs> that's, that's not a knock on Dudley, by the way, Jason. That's okay. <laughs> well, we're glad you're back from Florida. We're glad you had a good time. Thanks for the tips. Can and, we bring uh, him back soon? Because I've got like a dozen more well, questions. Well, you write down your questions, and next time we have him back on, you could be, you know, the guy asking the questions again, Ben. Car Talk Thank with you. Jason Rousseau from Pro Automotive. <laughs> That's right. Jason, yeah. thanks a lot, man. Anytime. Have a good night, guys. Up next on our list is LB. We're going to we'll be contacting the great uh, enforcer with a, an unbelievable reputation for violence. Lyndon Byers. He also became quite, uh, quite an entertainer. Should we call him now? Yeah, why not? Hi. Sure, call him. You got his number, right? Yeah. I, you got my entire phone book over there. So you know, could you call that girlfriend I had in ninth grade and tell her I'm still pissed? Let's see if this is Lyndon Byers. <coughs> it's got to be. What? He'll say. He'll say, "Hey, kid." <laughs> Unless you went out to dinner. You know, sometimes people have lives. Or he's saying, you know, I don't, I don't recognize that number. Who is that? Yeah, he's, that's what he did. That's what he did. Yep. That's your fault, Mike. Well, he's not answering. Because he's like, why is Bill Smith calling me right now? That's... <laughs> Enjoy. Is this... At the tone. Oh, no, I, no. <laughs> Come on. Are you when kidding you me? We get his answering machine? Or press uh. one for more options. All right, I'll, I'll just call him from my phone, then I'll tell him to pick up the phone. You know, me. the operator goes through that whole spiel, and like everybody in the world knows how to do this in their sleep, to leave a message at the tone. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I, hold on, I'm just going to call him from the phone okay. here. Because yeah. I got my, in my phone, maybe he'll answer if it's me. He probably didn't know you know. He probably thought you were spam. It could be. So I don't recognize the number, I don't answer. You're right. Yep. Watch now. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got... he's in the bathroom. Yeah, that's right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> okay, he's not answering the phone. So, I mean, this is one of those things you you, you say, well, now what do I do? We have to go over to his house and beat him up. 
You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying talking to your answering machine, LB. Do I do I have to come down there and kick your ass? Good God you Almighty. You could do it, Mike. You could do it. Well, hopefully uh, we'll be able to get in touch with him. In the meanwhile, thankfully. We'll try again. Thankfully, I did some homework on, on this show because I know you guys always want to know about stuff that I know about. Because otherwise it makes, makes me seem smarter than you guys, and that's just not the case. But I will Agreed. tell you. I will tell you that there's only one place that you should go if it's time for you to make a bet. By the way, I got hammered by the Celtics and the Bruins. Of course you did, bet. just like everyone else did. Everybody did. Do you think, it was, think it was rigged or, at all? Somebody, no. a guy on Twitter said, I bet against the Bruins the whole series. I made $600. Some guy texting me. A, you probably don't believe him because it's probably not true. Well, I mean, I bet on the Bruins and I lost $600. So, yeah, I believe him. I completely believe him. That was an awful series by the Bees. And if we ever get LB on the phone, we'll ask him about it. But in the meantime, if you have a bet that you'd like to make, uh, maybe you think that you're smarter than the odds makers or smarter than me, for sure, or just smart. Or maybe you know which side of the, of the you know, the, which way the rolling puck's going to go in the next series. I mean, the Celtics are doing the same thing, but you got to be ahead of yourself a little bit. Look at the spreads and look at, I want, you know, a lot of times I don't even go with the spread. I just go with the wins, wins versus losses. And by the way, each Is that the time, money line? That burned me every time. Because, you know. This, this, an informed consumer is the best customer. How can the Celtics lose to Joel Embiid uh, to without Joel Embiid on the Sixers when he's not there? You should. I think I heard Barkley say this or Shaq. You should never, ever, ever lose to the Philadelphia 76ers when they don't have Joel Embiid. Mm. It's just a, you know, we'll see what happens game two. But in the meanwhile, they're going to kick their ass in game two. You can make a. Here's I'm like to throw in the sports jargon here. You okay. can make a fast break. To FanDuel. <laughs> Hold on. Oh. Well, you know, that's a reference to the... Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. pretty good. During the NBA playoffs, a fast break. You got another one? Because uh, right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet. <laughs> Ooh. Ah, there it is. Up to $1,000. That's $1,000 in bonus bets. You get the money back, and you make a bonus bet on the... If your first bet doesn't win, you get the bonus bet. Mm. So wow. you say, oh, this is it's, it's a win-win. Um, uh, did I say it was one thousand dollars? You did. You said one thousand dollars. Uh, <laughs> by the way, FanDuel has great promotions. They have like all kinds of things. That, you know, they're, they're like come ons. You know, and, you know, you say, "Yeah, oh, that's good. Mm. Let's do that." They have a safe and secure app on their phone. On your phone, that app. People rave about that app, and you get paid instantly, which is great. The, you don't have to wait. The money just comes and bang right there if you win the bet. You don't have to wait like a day. Or half a day or three hours or any of that stuff. You get right back at it. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. Up to $1,000. Now my wife's texting me. Maybe she'd like to come on the podcast. She sure. can tell you a few stories, I'll yeah, tell you. Right. <laughs> FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. <laughs> and here's the disclaimer, my favorite part of the commercial. All right, go ahead. Because it's really, really announcer-like. All right, go ahead. 21 plus in select states, first online, real money wager only, $10 deposit required, refund issued as a non-withdrawable bonus, bet that expires in 14 days, restrictions apply. I sound like a, a pilot on an airplane, don't I? I'll do it like a pilot, ready? Okay, good. Uh, see full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. 
FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Why is that in here? How many listeners do you think we have in Kansas? They, I think they have to do all the states. There's the Dorothy, do? Toto. <laughs> you better get out of here before someone drops a house on you. ADM. <laughs> got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit FanDuel.com, slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Minnesota, New Jersey. Now they're throwing me. they got abbreviations here. O-H, be Ohio. PA, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. IL, Illinois, TN, Tennessee, VA, Virginia, 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. What? Seriously? I'm going to give the people in Arizona a special number? You know, let me ask you a question. If well, you're in Arizona listening to this podcast, I love you. While you're doing this, you know, why is the disclaimer longer than the actual commercial? Well, that's like that commercial. That's like that commercial for Hint Water. Well, why are our hands just like our feet? Remember the, the little monkeys <laughs> in the tree? <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I got interrupted. Right. Uh, GamblingHelpline.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. M-A. <laughs> Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org. M-D. Jesus Christ. Now we got to tell people in Maryland. Finish it. I can't. Call one eight seven seven. Jesus, one eight seven seven eight Hope New York or text Hope N Y four six seven three six nine. Somebody text it just so they know that we're paying attention. Or <laughs> we'll call one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred and ask for Crystal. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the longest disclaimer ever. Have they gotten longer and longer? Do these people have to now buy minute and a half commercials? What gets me is they first they encourage you to bet, and then they if you develop a problem, then you call this number. All right, now should I text? Hold on, that's what you have a problem with. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm just going to make sure. Landon, my flight so far is on time. Oh, good. There's my there's my little woman. She hired you to give her a ride. No, she yeah. Now what about LB? I, well, let me try him again. You want to try him again? Are you trying, I'll try LB. Yeah, try Are you going to let her sit up front, or does she have to sit in the back? On the, on the, in the lift drive? Yeah. No, she can sit up front. Are, are you putting the lift on? Well, I'll probably meter? have other people in the car when I pick her up already, you know. So. Yeah. So, she should bill her. Been getting a lot of people from Ecuador lately. See if really? uh, yeah. LB picks up the phone this time. I don't, you Do know, this, have, is like, this, is, this is frightening me. Like, maybe he passed out. Do they usually have luggage with them? We should go do a wellness check. The Ecuadorians? Yeah. Yeah, backpack usually. You just backpack. Hello? Hey, whoa, you LB. are there. Sorry, bud. We're on the air. How you doing? Well, I, I am uh, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> it's... I'm, I'm, I'm digging, kid. I'm digging. You're digging? What? Yeah. Well, we got Bill Smith here, and we got Ben Kitchen, and of course, uh, I'm uh, Planet Mikey myself. How's it here, going, LB? Uh, we thought you dr- we, you dropped out of the picture because we called and you didn't answer. Oh well, I apologize. I, <laughs> I, it, it, you know, like I I live a week and a day. It's 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 been a struggle. So, well, how you doing? How's it? That's a big question. Everybody always asks me. How's LB? So how are well, you? you? You know how I am. I, I'm. I'm happy days. I have a beautiful wife. Annie Stansky babysits me. Uh, the Wilsters going to Zavarian. Um, now, Will, just for those that don't know, Will is your is he 13 years old? Yeah, he's a he's a he's a tweener. So he's uh, he's going to Zavarian. Uh, my my good. Well, I hope he's still my good bud. Dave Samara is his coach. He plays for. Uh, 
for the Flames, and um, and you know, hopefully he'll be a you know, well, he's an honor 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 roll student, so I'm happy. He's smarter <laughs> than me. Yeah, well, you know, the honor roll is boring anyway. You know, it really is. Those people. Are well, all it's the same. overrated. You know, yeah. if, if you know, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not out partying <laughs> and chasing, you know, hot chicks, then <laughs> on this show we like to call them poontang, don't we, boys? Well, yeah, poontang or pie. Pie is good. Pie is shorter. Well, let me ask you a question because you're you're from a different part of the world. Unlike the people who come through the southern border, you immigrated to the United States through the northern border, uh, coming down from <laughs> Saskatchewan. And what's the name of the town? Nipawin? Nip Nipawin, yes. Is that your hometown? That is my hometown, Mikey. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> it was it was a it was a it was a crazy place that uh I, you know, I, it, it was a great place to start. I'll just say that, right? Well, but, so, but were there women there? Because I mean, there's not the population is. I mean, you told me one time that the the people in Saskatchewan, when they want to have fun, they get in the car, they drive three hours to go to the Holiday Inn to go swimming. <laughs> that- I'll, 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 here's a great story for you guys. So when I was when I was thirteen and a half years old, my uncle Dale, who was uh, so I. I it, it, uh, so here's a quick story about the Byers family. All right, guys, I'll just keep it short. Sure, whatever. So I had I had Uncle Dale who was four years older than me. I had Uncle Jeannie that was six years older. Uncle Kelly that was eight years older, and uh, Uncle Lyle who he was the oldest. He was the genius. He was he was the guy that went to college. The rest of us were a bunch of f ups and hockey players and meatheads and whatever. But my uncle Dale owned a Mach Two Mustang, and I stole it. Because <laughs> How old were you? I was I was thirteen and a half. Will's so age. I, so I stole his car because I was in love. It was my first first. Well, Jackie Kayfish was my first love, but did she? Me and my me and my best friend Paul Cinema. We wanted to go see Meatloaf. Meatloaf was playing a live concert in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Oh, jeez. Wow. So it was four hours. It was four hours away. So so you stole the car. It, if, yeah. So I stole my Uncle Dale's Mustang. He, he, was, uh, he was an engineer. He was the youngest engineer in Canada. Uh, I think it was CN, CN Railroad. He was he was the youngest engineer. He was like eighteen years old, whatever. So he was he was out of town. So I stole his car, <laughs> so I could take because I was in love with the I was in love with Rhonda Erdman and and Paul Cinema. Uh, he was my best buddy. So we it was Rhonda and Shauna Erdman, the Erdman sisters. They were fourteen and sixteen. Oh man. So I stole my Uncle Dale's car. And they were impressed. The girls were impressed. Obviously. <laughs> and, and, and who did we're, – we're, we're from Nippon, Saskatchewan. Who didn't drive a car when you were, like, nine? <laughs> I, drove, I, drove a, I drove a one-ton tow truck for my old man when, you know, for the get, you know, tow truck company when I was that age anyway. So – but anyway, so we stole we stole my uncle Dale's car, went to see Meatloaf, and because I was typical buyer's family size, 
when I was that age, I was already six foot, 200 pounds. So I rented a hotel room. You wait a minute. You're 13 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a 14 and a 16 year old with you in a stolen car at a meatloaf concert, and then they they let you get a room. Yeah, yeah. I rented a hotel room. I went. I I went and grabbed like two cases of beer. It was outstanding. And they didn't card you, I'm sure. So so we go we go to the concert. We have like an incredible time. We have a bunch of beers. We're tearing it up. We get back to the hotel room. I get in the wrapper and I, I I started making out, you know, like Sainama was making out with the other Erdman sister. I was making out <laughs> with the the other Erdman sister. And and now did you have the fourteen year old or the sixteen year old? Uh I had I had the sixteen year old. Okay, good. I had Shauna. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We don't want any, so, any underage. So we were, so we were, so we, you know, we're all, you know, we're all kind of, you know, everything was happy days, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you're on top of the world right now. You're in a hotel. You got your own double, two double beds. You, you know, you had a couple of cocktails. Everything's good. And I, I, I was making out and, and uh, it, I, I went to put my hand down. Down her pants, and I, I pulled her pubic hairs, and boom, everything went south. Well, I mean, I understand that. You know, that she was back snapped. when people she, actually she, had she, pubic hair. She, she snapped. Well, it was the seventies. <laughs> well, or yeah, yeah, it was the seventies. So every, you know. Now, did you, you learn know. something, LB? Don't pull the pubic hair. It ruins the well, day. It, listen, listen, not for nothing. Listen, note, note, note to self. Any anybody. Uh, you know, you know, any, well, if you're, well, you know, I can't even, yeah, you, you, go, <laughs> I can't go there right now. Well, the good I'm, news I'm is back, it's a podcast. I'm back in WAAF mode. I can't, we live in a world now that I can't even, right. I shouldn't even be telling this story. That's all right. You know what? I'm going to go to, I'm no. going to, cops are going to be at my house no, they're in not. like five minutes. It's a minutes. story. You could just say you made the whole thing up. Hey, I got to ask you this though about WAAF. They, has the new religious outfit that owns that station uh, uh, contacted you about doing a morning, maybe like a little Bible reading at the morning f- a show? What do you think? Bye. Uh, no. <laughs> they have not. No, 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 no. Not. Well, that, that isn't happening. For those that don't know, LB has two careers. He had a career in the NHL as one of the league's top enforcers and well-known uh, guys for that reason. And then he had an entertainment career, which followed, which was a radio thing. Uh, with two different, you had basically two different co-hosts. You did the Greg Hill show, right? And then you right. and then you were on with Mike Shue after that, right? But yeah, that didn't go well. <laughs> Which didn't? Well, no, everything everything went. Twenty two years with 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 AF was outstanding, I, you know. And I I've I've apologized to Mike Shue. You know, I I I started getting sick. My health started affecting my mind and. I just kind of said we were doing the afternoon show, and they were they were gonna let me go, or well, it, 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 whatever. It wasn't that they were gonna let me go. It, it, the the station I learned that the station was gonna be sold. Uh, yeah. Be, yeah, the station was gonna be sold, and I just I didn't respect the fact that they didn't let us know. Yeah, well, no, that's that's fair. I mean, they shouldn't let people that have been there that long know what their future looks like, or you know, give you a little bit of a heads up. And 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 I just didn't feel like, you know, I didn't want to just hang around. 
and then you can't. Right, right. So, so like I've done just, so many I, times. I just nicely, <laughs> I, I nicely on the air one day. Uh, Mike Schuwer and I were doing, you know, the show, and um, I, I, I wasn't. I was in so much pain, health wise, that I wasn't having fun, and then everything kind of steamrolled together, and I just didn't want to get canned. So I just said, "Hey, have a nice day." Yeah. Now you've had you've had back pain from uh, it was from your playing days and the constant, uh, you know. I think you know, yeah, crashing motorcycles, being a nitwit, you know. Uh, there was the wrestling part of it, which was really cool, thanks to the brawler. Let's let's give a <laughs> shout out to you know to the big man, the brawler. Yeah. Well, you've had a lot of uh, weird experiences, but none—not the least of which. Are... No, no, not weird, Mike. Yeah. Mikey, not weird. Yeah, you have. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, a... I, I, I explain this as exceptional. Okay, you know, that's it, better. But you know, we have to put you know a lot of a lot of the people that are listening right now. Do your do your Google it. Daisy Buchanan's. Oh boy. Dad's Diner. Uh, every other bar in. New England, yeah, the angry ham. <laughs> you know, I gotta no, tell you, no, so, we don't want to. We don't talk about that. No, no, that, but I, that that's was, a, that was you went there though. I know, I saw you there one night. I was there with you. <laughs> you know, I gotta tell them Daisy Buchanan's story. I don't know if I told you this story before. This is me and LB. Okay, this is back in the nineties. I think yes, in the nineties, and we were at the at Daisy Buchanan's. One of the great things that ever happened to me, and even though it was almost a fight, and I don't didn't usually win fights. Uh, we're at Daisy's. It's two a.m. I bump into a guy. I knock his drink out of his hand. And LB and the other guys were standing nearby. So I knocked the drink out of the guy's hand. The guy grabs my shirt, pulls me close to him. He wants to fight me. He starts screaming and spitting in my face. Kind of, he's so pissed off about the drink. I said, dude, I'll buy you another drink. It was an accident. And the guy's like, son of a bitch. All of a sudden, LB tap, taps him on the shoulder. Taps him on the shoulder and goes, hey, uh, not for nothing, pal, but if you don't walk away right now, I'm going to have to kick your ass in front of all your friends. <laughs> And I thought that was the greatest thing ever. And I said, LB, next time I go drinking, I need you to come with me. It was unbelievable. So you had about 5,000 fights in the NHL, I think, right? How many penalty minutes do you have career, LB? I, you know, I, I, uh, I, 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 think I, I think it was like just over 1,000. But, you know, I only, I only played like, I think I only played just under 300 games. So I could have had a bunch more, but. It was it was fun. It was it was a great journey, man. You, you know, there's nothing better than you know sitting in your locker getting ready for a game, and you you know yeah. you're you're playing the Philadelphia Flyers, and and you're sitting there going man or a mouse, man or a mouse, man or a mouse. What are you <laughs> gonna do? What are you gonna do when the guy challenges you? So right, that had to have been a, like a dream come true, though, uh, LB. The greatest, the yep. greatest. Mikey, Mikey, not for nothing. You, you, you helped me. You helped build my career I, after hockey. You know, it was people like you, and and you, you made me feel so comfortable. 
doing your show. The TV show. Uh, when you came, you came on that TV show, man, and it was like when you did that Maury Levine bit. You know, the skinny little Jewish kid who was a producer. I love Maury. How's Maury? Are you still? How's Maury doing? We set it up so that Maury had on a Montreal Canadiens shirt, and you know, Maury's a, he was a skinny guy, little, and and LB comes in, and, and we we had Maury egging him on, pushing him, poking at him, trying to get him pick a fight with him, and finally LB stands up, pulls the shirt over Maury's head, wraps him up. It just tosses him to the to the flo- studio floor. It was the most hysterical video that we had on that program. Uh, but you were good on the in, in a live sense, and that's how everybody knew. That I guess you, that you could handle any of that stuff. It was coming at you live. You know, you were quick. Well, I I, I think I'm just happy that I had a great sense of humor. The best story that no one knows about that show. If anybody ever goes back on YouTube and Google's that that show with me and you and Maury um I lost a bet and you know I had a mullet you know that was my my that was my deal I had a mullet forever trademark haircut at the time right right and I so you remember you know we used to all when I played for the Bruins we used to all after games tear it up at Kai's and Malden and I lost a bet and I shaved. Remember that goofy bouffant? I, I yes, the the goofy hairdo. I ended up yeah. It was like having, a, the, doing the, the bush. show one 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 of the shows that I did. <laughs> but the, I I lost the bet at Kai's, and I shaved the shaved the mullet off, and I came in with the goof. Goofy Buffon. You look good was... though. You were 29 years old or something like that. I mean, you know, this, <laughs> this know. was 32 years ago, man. You, were, uh, you know, you looked fine after that. And there's no, you know, I got to ask you though because your your reputation as a tough guy. I mean, people know you really well. It's not the kind of thing you 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 flaunt, but it is your reputation. I got to ask you about uh, certain tough guys in the league, and maybe you give me like a short synopsis of what you think their fighting skills were like. All right. Yeah. Uh, first, let's start with somebody everybody knows. Knuckles Nylon. Outstanding. He was he was like Knuckles. Knuckles was like me. We were we were wet rats that would that would fight anybody. You know, um, you know Knuckles and I. We were when we played. We were only like we, we were like two hundred pounds. We were nothing. Right. You know. Yeah, you're listed at six one two hundred in in the book, but you're you're probably taller and bigger than that right now, right? <laughs> no, I'm just fatter than that. Now. <laughs> it's, 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 the greatest greatest story ever was that I was I was doing TSN. Um, it's a Canadian. It was ESPN Canadian equivalent, and I was I was uh, I was covering the playoffs after I retired and. Rob Ray, who we fought a lot. Oh, yeah. He was a tough guy for the Buffalo Sabres. Badass. And so so the Buffalo Sabres were playing Ottawa in the playoffs, and I was doing, you know, the analyst stuff. And I went into the locker room, and he goes, what the fuck happened to you? (laughs) He goes, you're a fat shit. And I was, I was like, well, I'm like, lighten up, dude. It's called retirement. And then, so we, we, we ended up, we ended up doing, yeah, you know, after he retired, he, he now, he, he's very successful. He's, he's the color guy for the Sabres. Yeah. And, and, uh, I, I saw, I saw a picture of him. I had to, I had to 
I had to tweet him the other day because I saw a picture. I'm like, huh, how's that weight problem? <laughs> Is it fat of a shit now? <laughs> oh, yeah, how's that retirement oh, deal that's treating great. you, bud? Huh? You know, not going, not going to the gym because you don't have to? Right, right. It's all over. You know, we uh, the Whalers uh, grabbed at the at very end of his career, maybe, maybe one of the highest, I think maybe the highest record holder for penalty minutes. Tiger Williams joined the Whalers late in his career. Uh, did you ever have to deal with him in any way, shape, or form? You know what? I never, I never had, I never had to, uh, I think, I think Tiger was done, but he, he's a Canadian idol. He's one yeah. of my idols. He's, he was legendary. How about Jim McKenzie? I mean, did you, did... he was another, he was another guy that wasn't a big guy. Right. But you he's... know, Tiger would fight anybody all day, every day, every it, single you know... day. He would, he, there was his thing. Uh, he, uh, how about Jim McKenzie was a big giant Hartford whaler for a while. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, well, the biggest thing about Jim McKenzie is the the legend, the legend of Jim McKenzie. Oh, his is, his Wang was supposedly the biggest yeah, in the in the yeah, league. Yeah, he had he had legendary leg, <laughs> allegedly had a ten and a half inch. Uh, <laughs> and and he liked yeah. to high stick people in the crease. Donkey, he yeah, but he was massive. He was yeah. He was he was a beast. Yeah. He was a big he was a big boy. Fought everybody and anybody all day. Who too, did you, you know? who did you have the biggest? Uh, you know, you had fights with any, any anybody. You defended your teammates in, in a in a very very legendary way. But who did you have the hardest time with when you had a battle with them? Who was who was your biggest uh, foe? Toughest. Uh, I was, I'm trying to think now. I was just going to be people would have been they would have thought I was going to be a racist, but he was. Uh, 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 an Indian kid that played for Vancouver. Uh, I forget. He was a big, uh, he, he punched me out like five times. Yeah, he was he on, was he was on the war path. <laughs> I forget. I forget his name. There's, there, there were so many guys. I was just, I was just happy to sur- to survive. <laughs> well, you did that. And you know what? The thing about the Boston Bruins fans, and you know this better than anybody, is that they appreciate a player like you who's willing to put it on the line out there. And, and they liked all those guys in the Bruins. I mean, starting with Terry O'Reilly, uh, he was extremely popular, not just because he could play, uh, but because he wasn't afraid of anybody either, LB. You, you know what? You know what, Mikey? It's funny because I knew you guys were calling. And, uh, and uh, I, 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 so I just I, I Googled Boston Bruins fighters and came up on – this incredible video that went through Stan Jonathan. Oh boy. Yeah. Right. He was speaking of Indians. Uh, it, it was, it was just, it was just epic. It, you know, and, and it just me, I was just, I'll just say this. I, I was lucky enough in my career and my, my life has been a gift, be, you know, because of Harry Sinden drafting me Jerry Cheevers was my first coach. Um, I got to play with just incredible. You know, I got, you know, I played with John Rattel, like my rookie year. I, I, I got to play with uh, uh, Stan. And my first greatest story ever, my first training camp, my first shift, Cheesy was the head coach and put me out against Stan. And I was, I was, 
I was like, go ahead, take the puck. I'm going back to junior. It's all good. <laughs> I, I'm all set. I'm good. Oh, man. You know, you know, I played with Taz. I, you know, Taz was my coach. Milbury, I played with Milbury. Milbury yeah. was my coach. I Not like, to mention there, there Ray, Ray so Bork many, and Cam, Cam Neely. I mean, those two guys, you know, you, you played with them for a long period of time. And that, that had to be just great, too. Yeah, I still, I, 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 I owe Cam, I, I owe Cam money for house cleaning because, you know, I, I, when we lived together, I, the, the peanut butter and jam that was on the counter when I came home hammered it, two o'clock every night. You know, <laughs> where did it end up? Is the question. <laughs> uh, so, basically, I want, I want to ask you one more question about the fighting the element of because you know the, the greatest sure. player of all time, in my view, obviously. All-around player. There's a friend of mine, too, from the Hartford Whaler days, Gordie Howe. Now, Gordie Howe, they'd say, oh, the hat trick, you know, you have a goal and assist in a fight. No one messed with him after a certain period of time. It seems like no one wanted to have any fights with him. Is there a reason for that? Here's a guy with no mask, no helmet, uh, and who is, uh, you know, a prolific scorer. Why did he have that reputation? Uh, is well, any- I, 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 you know, Mike. My- it, it, you know, it, it, I think it, 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 it's about respect. You know, they're, they're, you, you've earned it. You know, they're, they're, a lot of guys don't want to get punched out, right? I mean, you think you, you want to challenge. Well, it's like you think about Proby. Think about Joey Kosher. Think about right. uh, all the, the really, really tough guys Mick that Sorley. can actually, actually play the game. Yeah. Is, you don't mess with them because you, you don't want to get knocked out by a 50 goal scorer. Right. Yeah. That, you know, cam crush guys. Yeah. Whoever, whoever was stupid enough to drop the gloves. Oh yeah. He was fight, <laughs> fight cam for what? And he had a temper too, didn't he? No, oh, he was nasty. <laughs> uh, that's why we love him. And big and left and lefty, sneaky lefty. Yeah. Everybody hates lefties. If you're a righty, you know, well, now, uh, now it's great. It's all the kids. That you know, everybody now in the league, well, it's different. They all wear shields. I would have been so tough, like you wear a face mask. Oh my god! <laughs> right, right. Uh, you but know, they all fight. They all fight both hands, right? Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, and that, I was watching your videos. It was, it was great. The key thing with you was, you know, once you got one hand locked on the guy's shirt, it's like that was all over for the guy. It was just bam, 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 bam. bam. Here comes the right over and over and over again. Or if you had him by the right hand, you, you left hand. But it was fun to watch you play, LB. I'm glad you're. Uh, you're happy with you know your son Will. I have a 13 year old boy named Will. We have that in common, uh, yes. and, and he's not on the honor roll either. But he's a good kid too, <laughs> and uh, I, I hope your hope your back feels better. But you know we always end the the podcast with a musical number from uh, Troop uh, Troopiano and Kistig. and this one we we have one that's going to finish our show tonight. That's de- dedicated to you. So we invite you to to hang on the phone and listen to uh, to a little special song. About LB and and best to you, my friend. Well, listen, Mike. I, I I love you guys. Thanks for even thinking about me. It means the world to me. Uh, Boston has given me my future and my life, and and uh, it it's uh, you know it's very very special. So well, all the best uh, to you, LB. And it, here's well, it's nice. It's nice that you guys all uh, you know. We're mi- thinking about me. We That's miss you, cool. pal. We who miss could, you. Who could forget? Yeah. And here's here's a dedicated song from another tribute to LB from Kistig and Troop. Ready? Sure. All right. 
Okay. Now dig this, baby. You don't care for me. I don't care about that. Got a new fool? Ha! I like it like that! I have only one burning desire. Get your ass kicked by Lyndon Byers! Kick your ass like Lyndon Byers. 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 Now listen here, baby, and stop acting so goddamn crazy. You say your mom ain't home, it ain't my concern. Play with me, and you won't get burned. I have only one itching desire, Joe. Kick your ass like Lyndon Byers. 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 Move over, Rover. Let Jimmy take over. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Joe. At Shaw's. You think you could kick Lyndon Byers' ass, Troop? Not a chance in hell, Joe. I'm a big fat tub of shit now. Jesus Christ. That's what I'm talking about. And dig this, baby. Now listen, baby, I said. Give me your money. You better save it, babe. Save it for your rainy day, Joe. I have only one burning desire. Kick your ass with Lyndon Byers. Hey. Oh, yeah. Beat the shit out of you, Joe. LB, take about five seconds to take you out, Joe. I don't disagree with that, true. That's G-F-T-O-H. What's that, get the fuck out of here? You get the fuck out of here. Fuck you.